Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat You and Me. Today, we have a special guest, Melissa Monroe. She is the founder of The Power of Networking Human Resource Services, LLC. She's going to get a little personal and she's going to help you business-wise. So let's begin. Our topic today is all about the comeback, reinventing yourself, remaining hopeful, and how it all affects your professional life. Hey, Melicia. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. So let's get right on into it. Your whole story. First, I actually want to start off with your business. Okay. How did you get all into human resource services and then not only just want to be an employee, but you now want to help other people? How did you get all there? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I get asked this question quite often. Um, so to answer that question, to sum it up, um, I fell into HR totally by accident. <laughs> it really was. I went to St. John's. My undergrad was communications. Wait, you went to St. John's yes, as I, in university? Yes, I did. Hey, girl! <laughs> we're alone! <laughs> it's a small world. Um, so I, like I said, communications major. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be the next news reporter. This is Melissa coming to you live from Channel 12 News in Long Island. Didn't work out that way. Um, and I'll touch on that a little later. But uh, then I graduated my first job out of St. John's out of college was uh, WCBS 880 AM at a radio station. Oh, wow. Um, I was a sales assistant on the sales floor at the radio station and great exposure, but um, I don't think it was necessarily the field that mm. I necessarily wanted to get into. It was just an opportunity to get a job. As you know, when you graduate. I know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of things you don't want exactly. to do, but you need to get paid because you oh, have bills exactly. and student loan will call you. Definitely. Also, school will and call they call you. quick. School will call you yes. and ask if you want to donate. And I'm just like, I, I haven't just paid back the bill yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we already know how that goes. But I mean, being there, I mean, great experience was my, like I guess that was my first job out of college. I think I got the job six months after graduating. Wow. And I say six months only because um, I think people think when you graduate, it's immediate. Everything just drops in your lap and it's not that it simple. It does not happen that way. It takes a lot of networking. Hence the power of networking in my business, and I'll explain the title and so forth. But, um, you know, and I think in our community, sometimes we have pride. We don't like to ask for help, or we're scared to ask this one. Can we you don't give know me a how hookup? to. And that too, correct. We, that's true. There's a way to ask, and there's a way not to ask. Um, and, and that's, I'm glad you said that. That's that's very interesting you bring that up. But So you mean I can't go up to someone and say, yo, you know how it is out there. You don't want to help us with that not that just, one. Not, 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 that's not okay. Yeah. I'm just... You kind of have to schmooze a little. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a few steps, you know, because um, you don't want people to feel like you're just using them. And, and that's and then you don't speak to them the next six months. And that's Ever again. Time. Yeah. So there's a way to do it without feeling like someone's just being used for, a, a, you know, that reason. Um, True. So, yeah, first job out of college was that. And then I didn't enjoy it as much. I didn't stay too much. I, I think I was probably there maybe two years, two and a half years, maybe almost three years. And fell into an HR position through a temp agency. Love temp agency. Um, I think they're so helpful to test temp the waters. Agencies helped me a whole they deep. You can they test kept the waters. Me working, thank God. It's a two-way street with them and mm -hmm. how you communicate with whoever's your rep there. But it can be a huge benefit if you use it wisely. So they put me in a temp agency uh, through. A, I'm sorry, went through a temp agency and had an opportunity at an HR uh, a position in HR as an HR assistant. Um, in Long Island, in Bethpage, um, a company called ACLD, Adult and Children with Learning Developmental mm. Disabilities. Um, and what so happens is while I was there, the HR director was a Jamaican woman, black Jamaican <laughs> woman. And, and being so young at the time, I was I was so taken by her. I mean, you know, you're young, so I'm like, wow, she drives a Mercedes, she's classy, she speaks well, she's in a position of, you know, respect uh -huh. and leadership. Um, and, I, and the funny thing is I was enjoying what I was doing. Oh, you were enjoying I, that one. I did enjoy it. And it felt natural. It didn't feel like work. And she actually pulled me to the side and she said, you know, she had me come into her office and asked me, Melissa, have you ever thought about going back to school or maybe thinking about furthering mm -hmm. your education in HR? Um, and I said, you know, it's funny you ask. I've been thinking about going back to my master's. I just didn't know what. And this feels good. So long story short, she helped me. I got into my master's program at NYIT 
And eventually I left there and then I started working at NYIT while I was doing my master's and working there. Um, and wow. that's where my start in HR began. So what felt like a stumbling into it wasn't actually a stumbling into it. Became God my had your back. He did. Like he allowed you to go through something you did not like. Cause you, you actually wanted to do journalism, be yes, in media, exactly. a radio station. You would think, okay, if they can hear my voice, then they might, you know, it's a stepping ground. But you didn't like even just being on the floor there. Yeah. You got a temp job doing something. You're like, okay, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and try this cause I have bills. Mm -hmm. You get there. Meet someone where you can actually kind of like bond because you have a, I, a I Caribbean. Like I relate to her, and that's exactly what helped me feel. I think more at ease, and yeah. she was relatable. You know, she was relatable. And then on top of that, she saw something in you, and yeah. and, and and just said, "You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna help you." Right. And so there's got to be something about you, in the way you. Mm -hmm. Even though she was relatable, but there was something about you and how you also approach the situation. Because there are supervisors that are relatable, but mm -hmm. the person they're talking to can also be nonchalant, disinterested, brush things off, and then nothing happens yeah. And there. they take it for granted. And take it for granted. Yeah. But with you, it was something different. Um... I think, yeah, it, it, I mean, it could be, I, I mean, I can't say how she saw me, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do feel the passion was there because I, I finally felt like, wow, because I felt like I was going through this phase where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really was, I felt kind of lost and mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this feels right. It didn't, it didn't feel like work. I actually enjoyed what I was doing. And I was just an assistant and in the sense of looking at resumes, picking up phone calls, helping the, the HR team if they had any projects. And I was being exposed to different areas of HR. So it was a good exposure that she was giving me. You got a nice little sample I piece did. in there and then you went back, you got your education in it. Yep. And then from getting your education in it, did you immediately decide I want to have an HR business or did you just search for work in HR? I was it. Uh, so I started working at NYIT, um, and when I finished my master's there, I then worked at the new school in Manhattan oh, okay. in HR, um, and I was there for a couple years also. In that department at this um, at the new school, again exposed to a lot of different things. I learned that benefits was something that I was good at addressing, so a lot of employee relations questions and things like that um, gave me good exposure. I saw politics that I, I at the time I don't think I was familiar with. Mm. Um, and politics is such a big thing in the workplace and when you're young you don't understand the things you're seeing and how your part affects the, the movements and the parts in the in the departments mm. um, so did that and um, then later on you know just to, my father had his own private business so I started working my dad's business I did that for about maybe 10 years off and on Okay. And then I would work other work with other companies on contract work in, in the HR field. So I was getting different exposures in different companies, whether it be um, corporate, whether it be nonprofit. So I was, I, my hands were in a lot of different companies in different areas um, to get the experience. Because some places, it's so competitive, you don't have enough experience, you don't get the job. You don't get the job. So I was open to, again, with temp agencies. Try this, try that, get the experience. If I didn't like it, okay, this wasn't the right fit, try another company. You know. Gotcha. So let me ask you, in that same in that same dynamic, because I know what that feels like to go around. You 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 think you know what it is you wanted. Right. In the beginning, I said it on another episode mm -hmm. where I wanted to be an attorney. All my life, well, in the beginning of my life, I said I wanted <laughs> to be a teacher. Right. Until I was in a classroom with my fellow peers, and they were just getting on my very last nerve, and I said. I don't know if I could do this. Wake up call. Because these kids, even though they were my age, I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. And then the teachers aren't paid enough to deal with this. Never mind. And that's I was in topic. kindergarten. <laughs> I made that decision in kindergarten. I said, no, this is too much, mommy. I'm not doing this anymore. I just need to graduate. How many more years? She told me 12. I said, 12? What do you mean? She says, well, you have to graduate high school. I said, you know what, mom? How do we fast track this? I remember that conversation. You can ask wow. her now. I said in kindergarten, how much longer so I can get to college? Because this is too much with these children. Oh that, is is. <laughs> that is what I said. But that's an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> but I can understand uh -huh. you, you had an idea of what you wanted. And then yeah. as life goes on, 
what you wanted ends up not being what you have a passion yeah. for in the end. I felt totally lost. I really did. Yeah, you feel you mm -hmm. feel that loss. And then yeah. in between while you're searching, I don't know about for you, but mm -hmm. for me, I had disappointments, not only because of the thing I thought I was going after, right. but in some instances, even while working jobs that I did not want to do, mm -hmm. I had disappointments in them. Either yeah. I, my contract was terminated yep. or people try to sabotage me on work and it's not in the same sense as, mm -hmm. oh, everybody has a hater. No, it was legitimate sabotage. A supervisor would mm -hmm. tell a group of people, show them the work. They would show me the wrong way. So I would learn the wrong way and do that. And then when it's passed on to the supervisor, they say, what garbage is this? And I said, well, this is what I was trained to do. I didn't think it looked right, but they said, this is the way you mm -hmm. did it. And you told them to show me. So and this that's is what I did. And that's why I got into it, HR also, you know? things like that. So it was, it was things like that, but I thank mm -hmm. God it was also while I was in graduate school. So it right. wasn't my profession. It was just something I needed Till so time. I can, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I've, I've learned over that right. process and even in the, the personal growth aspect to not be bitter. Cause I was bitter. I was bitter for oh, a yeah, little while that phase. because it was just like, how could you be so wicked to a person yeah. and this person was being nothing but nice to you. Yeah. Now I'm going to flash back. There's a time in high school. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it was on our senior trip in high school where someone flat out told me they did not like me because I was too nice and I could not compute what that meant. Over the years, I've heard people say, you can't trust a person who's too nice, they're fake. And I said, what kind of world it's are we in? It's so sad. <laughs> and I can relate to you that. You can't even trust a person yeah. who's nice and being honest to you, but you'll trust the person who, who is trifling to you and doing the worst to you. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, that person is real. No. Yeah, people's definition of real these days is a little confusing, and I don't think they even realize how could how off they sound. Exactly. So yeah. So my question to you mm -hmm. now is, have you gone through that during your your career thus far? You know, and how do you deal with that as uh, as a person in your personal growth journey? Right. How? I, um, it's funny you brought that up because I remember working at the new school. I had a director say to me. Um, because I, I was known to work fast mm, mm -hmm. and she would say, she said, no, she's like, you work really fast. She's like, but be careful. She said, because when you work too fast, they expect it all the time. So she said, even if, even if you, you had it done within maybe half an hour, the deadline was next week and you already have it done. <laughs> Just pace yourself because what happens is you create, they, they start to expect it. And when you don't, when you don't, um, provide that type of speed moving forward, Every time. it, it, it they start to question what's going on, but like we usually have to meet within an hour, you know? So, um, I was taught and I, and I always remember that. And it was a woman, um, it was a gay woman actually. Um, and the only reason I say that because you, you, you have to know where your information is coming from in your audience. Mm -hmm. And she was literally looking out for me. Mm -hmm. She said, she said, you know, Mel, she's like, I see a lot of potential in you. We would have meetings and she would say, she would say to the team and I was relatively new. I probably was there maybe six months, eight months. And I remember in one of the meetings, she said, you know, she said, so for example, Melissa did such and such and such. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I was a little uncomfortable because you know, you're being shouted out. You're new. And of course the new person always, people are like, oh, she's trying to show out. She's trying to, yeah. and yeah. it wasn't that it's just. I've always been ambitious, mm -hmm. but not ambitious where I step over anyone. Ambitious in the sense of I'm, I was receptive to doing your own best. Right. Pull, yeah, exactly. Pull and, and to show that I was open to those new things and um, new, new aspects of the HR field. Certain things I wasn't good at or I didn't like, mm -hmm. but there were things that I was good at and I was open to, okay, let's learn. Let's learn more about. Mm -hmm. um, so during that meeting, you know, she brought up my name and, and so forth and I knew she was looking out for me because I think she knew what the audience of the, the staff of the team that we had, the dynamics and how they flow. So I think she didn't want me to be in a position where I could hurt myself professionally. So I never forgot that. So even though I'm able to work fast and do certain things within a, within a timely manner, um, you have to be careful who you're providing that to because now they expect it all the time <laughs> in that same type of a capacity. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So how do you deal with having been done wrong in your career mm -hmm. and still coming back um, like nothing's changed. 
with the same ambition as you mentioned. Right. Um, so one, I've been laid off in the past. I was laid off back in like 2009, I think it was. That's usually hard to deal with because yeah. it, it feels really personal. It was. If I And I'd never been laid off. So I was just like, wait a minute. Like, I know I work hard. Like, that's the first thing that came to my head. What did I do wrong? Yeah. You start to feel like it is a personal attack. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this was a time in in the, the workforce where the economy was, was going through a, a huge turmoil. Okay. And HR was the first area that people started to, to kind of reduce. Downsized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The HR was downsized like half the team. Um, and I was, I think I was one of the few that like, the, the few people that were let go. And the conversation that they had with me, I mean, I never forgot it because I had just bought my house. I had just bought my house and I got laid off. Wow. So you can imagine the things that are going to my, through my head. And I literally said to the, to the man, the, the director at the time, I said, I have mortgage to pay. <laughs> like, it, like, I like it, it, it's. It, it just. Res- I said, like, I need him to understand, like, what you just did. You know, what you just did mm-hmm. to my world and turned it upside down. I said, I have mortgage to pay. I was like, Are you kidding me? You know, like, and I just, I just cried. Like, I didn't know what else to say. Like, I was stunned. There was so much more I wanted to say. Like, really wanted to say. <laughs> but I said, You know what, Malicia? And I Don't always believe there. this. Things happen for a reason. I always say this. I leave it in God's hands. This was probably meant to happen. Maybe I needed time to digress and, and regroup and think about my food, whatever. Because I didn't feel at the time I was getting the growth the opportunities that I needed. Mm. And I, I kept being pigeonholed in one place because they, I was good at it. But sometimes you get pigeonholed and they you yeah. don't get to, yeah. they won't let you out of that hole because they're like, you, you need her grow. there. Yeah, so um, it might have been the only way that I could have been able to grow. Um, but, you know, I, it, it was so funny. I got laid off and I literally also had a trip like a few days after to go to Belize for a week. <laughs> and I could have canceled that trip. I did not cancel it. I went to Belize, which is where I'm from. That's me clapping, y'all. Yeah. I went to <laughs> Belize for a week and I think I extended my trip for another five days. I, I think I just, my mind was just, oh, my mind was just in a place where I think I needed to regroup. I just needed to, to, to do me, to really just... Just be at peace with myself and don't feel like I did something wrong. Because at the time I felt so, I felt like, what the hell did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, the people that I that I think did know about the layoff or maybe knew in advance, one or two of them were people that I knew and I was kind of close with. So at the moment it felt like, were you a part of this? Were you sabotaging you felt like me? Betrayal. Yeah, like, and I know professionally sometimes when things like that go da- go down, you can't really say anything like. Like the person might say, like, I know you're cool with so and so, but you can't tell her about something mm-hmm. wrong, you know. And I get it, and I didn't mm-hmm. hold it against her. But at the time, my insides were just like, Are you kidding me? Like you knew about this? Like that's what went through my mind. But in hindsight, I mean, I never held it in- against anyone. I realized it was just my time. It really was my time to go. Um, but it, it really opened up my eyes to a lot in the workplace, and also how to con- not take things personally. Um, but also, I'm, I'm going to rewind also because I think this is very helpful for every and anyone. Um, when I was at my first job, um, I was sexually harassed. Yeah. And, I, and I think that ne- that never left my mind because, and I always felt like I've always been the type of person in the workplace that's for the underdog. And mm. sometimes there are people who can't speak up or who are scared to or don't know how to approach situations. Um, and luckily, I handled the situation well. It, it came out totally by accident to HR that I was being harassed. Oh, so you didn't report your I, sexual harassment? It wasn't, it was totally by accident that it, how it came out. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can touch on it. Um, person had a habit of leaning over and, um, you know, just making comments like, oh, you smell nice. So just, just getting a little too close. Sir. And I was young, young, vulnerable, new to the workforce, like after a college, you know, education and all that. And he would kind of just always be around, linger around. It was just very uncomfortable. And one day he literally told me um, it's his birthday and how dare I not wish him a happy birthday. I'm Boy. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we're not even that close. Like, I don't know it's your birthday. Like, you don't even know Call mine. your mama. Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> so I was like, what? And then I, he sent me something. It was, I think it was through email and verbal. And I, I responded in email. And I knew why I did it in email also to cover myself, to, my response Receipts. to show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, before this gets seen somewhere else by someone else and misread mm-hmm. let me put in writing my response and I, which I did but what I did also is I printed the email out at the office it was printed out in the back behind my desk 
when I went to go pick up the email, it was gone. So that's how, yeah. So I'm standing there looking for it. And as I'm standing there, this is there, some good stuff, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm standing there, he comes back there now again to, I don't want to say interrogate, but it felt like an interrogation. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean, what's wrong? Like, I felt uncomfortable. There was there weren't many people around. I think everyone had kind of went for lunch and everyone was kind of out and about. And I'm standing there, he's next to me. And then a gentleman who was the director at the time mm -hmm. walked past. So from the outside looking in, it gave the impression as if we were having like a, some lover's quarrel. That's how it could look, wow. which what which it wasn't, but that's the inter the impression mm -hmm. that was given, I can tell. Because he, I, I remember the man's face like, like I didn't know those two were items, <laughs> and you're not, and we're, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. oh boy. And so I go back to my desk. A woman comes to me. She said, "Melissa, can I talk to you?" She's like, "Come, come to my office." I said, "Sure." Long story short, that email that I'd printed out that I could not find, she had picked it up by accident under her paperwork. And um, God looks out. I'm telling you, God he, looks out. He really does. Um, like it was uncomfortable because I was like, I wasn't prepared to have this conversation with anyone. And she said, Melissa, this, you know what this is, right? And I said, what? Like <laughs> your face right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I'm, I'm young and I'm like, don't say the word. Cause I think I know, but I don't want to say the word. And she's like, this is harassment in the workplace. She said, I think you need to talk to HR. And I did. And she made me feel comfortable, you know, to, to express it and speak to someone in HR. The HR person, very nice woman. Very, very, very nice woman. She made me very comfortable. Um, brought it to her attention. She brought it to our floor's manager who mm -hmm. really oversees everyone. And he made it clear. He said, Melissa, don't worry. This is not something you did, that such and such. And he made it clear that if the gentleman um, did anything, you know, there will be actions taken and he could lose his job. But I think what crushed me, and, I'm, and I bring this up also for a reason because of our community and I think the, how we are seen and perceived in the workplace. I was in an environment where there were very few of us. So and by us, you mean people of color? People of color, yes. There were very few of us. And the gentleman that happened to be the oh, one of us. Oh, man. So that's what crushed me because that's why I never brought it up. I didn't want, you know, I figured, you know. You were trying to protect it, him at the same in, time. Indirectly, yeah. I was trying to like, okay, maybe this is not, maybe he'll chill and, and, and get the hint. Like, I'm not interested in you, you know. Um, and, you know, to have this manager, Caucasian man, Caucasian man who I had to sit and have this conversation with, that one of my own is the one that's harassing me, that is harassing me. Um, I was just like, damn, this is not how I want this just to go down. Um, so, you know, so you could imagine now going to work the next day, fear of repercussions or him, you know, coming at me to say like, what'd you say? You could jeopardize my job. You know, he didn't because they really had that talk with him. So they really put their foot down and they did protect okay. me. So I say that I bring this up because a lot of people in the workplace, you don't know your rights. You don't know what companies are expected to do. And if anyone, if you bring something to HR in regards to a harassment situation, you always need to make sure that they take the proper steps and to protect you. Their job is to protect you from that because the person who has been the harasser, they could each send you emails they, you know, to harass you even more and say, well, why did you bring it to so-and-so? And it could be outside of work. It could lead to outside of the work where now they might have your address. Wow. They might drive, do a drive-by and it, it yeah. could, girl, we don't, we don't want, we don't want to go there. Exactly. But let me, let me, so mm -hmm. what I'm getting from you in mm -hmm. the, the last two things that you mentioned were, right. A shift in perspective mm -hmm. with the, with the working situation right. and being laid off. Mm -hmm. You went to Belize. Mm -hmm. That allowed you to have clarity yes. and properly refocus your mind. So when you came Definitely. back, the next job that you had mm -hmm. would not be stained by what you went through. Definitely. And then with the situation of the sexual harassment, mm -hmm. season one, I talked about a coworker motorboating me at the job. Wow. And well, you handle it a little differently. You printed out receipts, but this one, mm -hmm. this one was like a, a coworker friendship. Got so it. this one caught me off guard. It usually and does. I had the natural reaction of my hand and face meeting his, you know. So, <laughs> so it was it was a little different. But um, but your reaction mm -hmm. with that, you were still trying to protect him in in a way. Because, you know, that, that community we're trying to form, especially right. of people of color. Especially in the workplace. You know, and in the not, workplace. Yeah. I think what I'm seeing of you mm -hmm. and what I'm noticing of you is that 
you've grown from that mm -hmm. and you took that experience of how you were treated mm -hmm. by the woman who won found it <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and then how they handled it to not make you feel like right. you know a, a victim who should be ashamed right. and i like the fact that you mentioned he said this is nothing that you have done yes and and so the way you're doing your thing right mm -hmm. now i think that gave you some kind of a a cushion and a push and an encouragement very much to do what you're doing and that mm -hmm. shapes how you see mm -hmm. what it is you're doing in the Power of Networking Human Resource Services, LLC. That's plug correct. twice. <laughs> so, good job, good job. <laughs> thank you very much. So I, I see how that can play out because now you've not only gone through these experiences, mm -hmm. you've felt these experiences, yeah. you've learned from these experiences, mm -hmm. and now you're here to help through and teach about right. these experiences mm -hmm. and how to navigate these waters, whether you're in the field mm -hmm. or you are just going to a job anywhere else in a different field, mm -hmm. you're there right. and you have the, the, the experience to back everything up that you're saying yes. and also the knowledge and the student loans right. or <laughs> to prove it, yes, <laughs> to prove it. Um, so what brings me to my next question, mm -hmm. that was the business side. So now, mm -hmm. you know, we get, we get a little personal oh, here on let's chat <laughs> on this lovely couch that I might take a nap on after y'all. Um, she got pillows and, and everything. Nice. I made her very comfortable guys. <laughs> this is very nice. <laughs> so thank you very much for that as well. So now my question to you is your personal growth yes. through all of that mm -hmm. how do you see it having affected your life earlier we were talking about how we're both single right and so obviously personal growth is affected <laughs> in the single life mm -hmm. so i'm trying to figure out where to go mm -hmm. But I actually just want you, because you look like you have something on the tip of your tug. I'm going to let you talk. Um, so let's see, to touch on the personal side, um, I know we did talk about this before we, we started. So <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah, we, we kind of <laughs> got a little deep before this started. But um, there's one thing I will say, So and, and I think it's so important for us as women, women of color. Um, I am a new mom. So excited to be a new mom. I, you know, it's he's so cute. Guys. Thank you. I, he's he's a little terror, but he's, he's a good terror. <laughs> um, he'll be two October twentieth coming up. Um, new mom. Uh, I am single. His father and I are not together, but we co-parent. You know, good. Um, good. And and I and I put that out there because it's it's so important for a child. Um, little high yellow self as he is he's, he's still a little boy of color <laughs> um it's so important said high yellow. you know it's so the baby alone <laughs> it's so important for our babies in our community to have that foundation and you can have um that foundation even if your parents are not together mm -hmm. you know um he and i speak you know we may not agree on everything at times he may be we just may not always you know be on the same page but I, but we have the common ground that he's what matters. Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell my girlfriends this, that anyone who ever speaks to me, they know. They know um, I'm very social. So yeah, you are. I'm social. <laughs> um, we'll I, talk about how we first physically I, met. I know. Um, it, <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, guys, wait till you hear the story of how she and I met, like in person, finally. Um, so you know, I always say to people, I, I'm single. I'm not dead. <laughs> you know, I'm a mother. I'm not dead. You right. Know, um, just because I'm a mother, I'm a, uh, and I don't want to say I'm a single mother because there's a, there's a misconception I think when people hear single mother, I'm not a single mother. I'm single as in I don't have a man. That's okay. <laughs> right. Not single because I'm a single parent. Right. He, he we co-parent. you know, and I, that's the difference. Just because we're not together does not mean um, I'm a single mother in that regards. Mm -hmm. We co-parent. That's it. That's he it. has his life. I have mine. It's okay. Simple as we that. We talk about the child, and that's it. It's, it's all right. You know, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't wish any harm on him, and I'm hopefully exactly. the same from him to me. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I think he's, it's the same. Um, but you know, um, you can be single, have and and still enjoy life. But I think your foundation needs to be 
Um, it's not always going to be solid because I know friends sometimes they're having a hard time and maybe the father's not in the picture. But having good friends and good people around you who who literally, you know, keep your spirits up, you know, but I, the kind of person that I am, I, I've always been like this. Even if I didn't have that around me, I just think my spirit is just bright. And mm -hmm. I always, you know, I think that's the best way to describe it. I just feel like I can't let anyone or anyone damper my energy and, and my joy. So because, like your outlook, yeah, you keep a positive attitude I do. about you. Yeah. I mean, even with friendships, sometimes friendships don't always stay the same. Sometimes we evolve and, and things kind of just, you know, they don't, they're, they're just not the same anymore and yeah. it's okay. But that doesn't mean my energy or my love for someone doing well is going to change. It just means that maybe we're in a different place and, you know, and it's okay. Do you um, easily accept that or does it take a uh, process for you? For me, I know it takes a process because sometimes I want to hold on to it, especially if it's like a friendship or something like yeah. that, because it, it feels like you've vested so much time and to of know course. that yeah. it's it's drifting, even with family relationships. Yeah, it's they don't like say. that. And it's just like... You butt heads. And people family, we're always going to butt heads. Yeah. You know, um, I think... Uh, I'm the kind of person where, so let's say we get into an argument, it's here and there and tomorrow, it's, you know, it depends on how we close it out, you know? Okay. I need to know that if we have the conversation, we're on the same page. But if, but I, I could I could sense phony a mile away. So if I feel like we, we spoke and it seems like it's really not as genuine as it as I thought it could be or, or you know, actually speak louder than words, you know? Um, but I, I don't hold grudges long. I don't. And when I say I don't hold grudges long, meaning I don't hold on to it to the point that I let it taint the communication or you know I, but i do feel that sometimes i need to it has to be rebuilt because if, if we're not in the same place mm -hmm. it's something it's something that's going to take time to rebuild and to get back to maybe where we were before you know um but um i just i just continue to do me like it, it, it can't i can't there's just so much going on in my life personally professionally that i just can't let certain things just dampen my spirits or my energy because it'll just set me back right now i don't have that time <laughs> i just don't you don't have that time i you don't, don't and I have, I have i have a child now that's relying on me day in and day out so i can't allow something to something that's so minuscule that's gonna throw my vibe off or throw what i need to focus on mm -hmm. i can't right now he's my focus i have a child that really like everything that i do is going to affect him it's no longer about me it's about him so that's how you basically yeah. reinvent yourself that's how being... i have yeah Single and mm -hmm. a new mom. You you single but ready folks. to mingle. <laughs> Always. I think I have that Fenty lip gloss in my bag. So. <laughs> there is one. It's called Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and I, I love that was it. just like my little slogan. <laughs> I love it. Um, but mm -hmm. so that's what that's what you do. Yeah. You you switched your focus. Yeah. It's the only way for me to keep sane. Because I don't I don't want to hold a grudge. I don't wanna you know, feel like I go somewhere and, you know, there's the energy in the room or someone's not, you know, feeling me or whatever. Like, it's just not fun. You know, it's just, it, so if that's the case, I just, I, if you don't speak, you know. I, do you have to do that thing like daily, weekly? You have, I mean, we're human. So I know at times mm -hmm. there could be moments that we go through. Right. Um, How do you handle those? I mean, I haven't had anything recently, but in in general, you know, I, sometimes I think I just try to be the bigger person. You know, I'm 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 big on confronting something. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, confrontation. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say confrontation, I don't mean like throw up guns and like you know, I'm not talking about. I can't but, even imagine you but doing in that. But in general, if I need to, I mean, I had an instance. One, most recently this summer where I felt disrespected. But y'all, if y'all see this woman's face, she's like a little baby. You just want to hug her. You <laughs> so that's why, and it's funny you say that because that's the, that's the perception. So when I do have to come out of character to some degree, if someone sees it that way, it's almost like they think I'm a different person or, or mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not being me. Yeah, that's always been me. It's just you have to bring it out. Something has to happen for me to get to that point. Uh -huh. And if I if I get to that point, you know that something I didn't, I wasn't feeling it, or, or I was disrespected because I don't take disrespect very well. I feel you. That's uh -uh. literally what happens with me because I'm always laughing. I like to. I'm a hugger, so if I meet you, yeah. I'm gonna hug you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how, and, and you and I we <laughs> hug. We'll talk about that later, I guess, but. <laughs> But seriously, like, I understand mm -hmm. coming out and you don't want to come out of your character because it's now that is uncomfortable and that's a yeah. bad type of discomfort. It is. Because 
it's, it's taking fun. you it's taking you lower than you were before yeah. but i'm very direct you know and whether it be friendship or someone that's just an acquaintance i'm very direct i i say how i feel i say well uh, i don't know if you should have did that or you know i like i i don't want to tell anyone something because that's what they want to hear because i don't feel like i'm doing justice to you i'm really hurting you by telling you what i think you want to hear yeah, i need to pointless. tell you like listen if that was me i blah blah but I, that you know how you handle it you know maybe different but girl you mm -mm, you got thumb so i look <laughs> You know, so I, I, I have no problem, you know, because I would want the same in return. Like, I, as as direct as I can be, I can be a little sensitive too, but not that sensitive where I can't take constructive criticism because mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, so that part of reinventing yourself, yes, that constructive criticism uh -huh. took a long time for me to get to that point because I was about to say that didn't right happen there, overnight. It feels like I mean, it's it's great when it's purposeful with good intention, yes. because mm -hmm. there are people who come with constructive but it's actually Hurtful. deconstructive it, yeah criticism uh -huh. but the good mm -hmm. you know you've sometimes we go through hearing the harsh deconstructive criticism right. so long mm -hmm. when the good ones come along you lump them in with all and the you don't bad. know how you to want to hear it yeah but sometimes you don't you like you said you lump them in. you don't know how to figure out which is really exactly the good from the bad and and it could throw your whole vibe it could throw what you should be doing now after that. You can that. mess up your whole thought process. Very much. And, and, and the things that you want to do, just like you're saying, mm -hmm. if you had a plan for your life, right. someone coming in and telling you mm -hmm. when it has good intent, but you've been, yeah. you've been jaded for so long, mm -hmm. they tell you something, you, you dismiss it mm -hmm. and you don't even apply it where it could have taken you to the next oh, level yeah. all because you big mad mm -hmm. at something that happened in the past. Now, I've learned. <laughs> I've learned from that. I am still learning mm -hmm. from that. I mean, I've learned that in school. I've learned that in life. Right. Where someone is telling me something mm -hmm. and it's for my own benefit, but I'm like, I don't want to hear what you have to say because it can't possibly be as good as what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Right. You didn't care about anything else. You didn't support me. How could you now come and say, so I lump mm -hmm. everything in with yeah. that and I missed out on doing something. So eventually, mm -hmm. a year later, months later, right. I go back and say, well, you know, they had said this that time. Yeah. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then it works. <laughs> and then it works. That's probably like, damn, I should have listened back then. You should have listened. Uh -huh. And, and, and yep. that's part of reinventing yourself. It is. Personal growth is but it's knowing okay, when to though, take it. Because once you come to the realization, I think you, you've already reinvented yourself. True. Because if you don't, get to, if you don't get to that point, then... Can y'all hear the snaps? Yes. <laughs> snap it up, snap, snap. It, it really is. And I think it's kind of like an alcoholic. You have to admit you have a problem. You so once you admit you have the problem, you're already on a... You're already on in a better place True. because now you're you can be full force and really put your foot to the metal and really do justice to yourself coming out of the dark into exactly. the light now you can That's see it. clearer uh -huh. you're absolutely right let's talk about that story <laughs> when we met okay so sometimes i talk about my friend in trinidad and she always tells me because I, I i like to mess with her uh -huh. she always likes you to uh put your best foot forward when you physically go outside your home uh -huh. to make an appearance to the world <laughs> right and i always joke with her and i say well you know i'm in america sometimes at one point the trend was going out in your pajamas and i said listen i was unemployed at the time and i had errands to run so i had my pajama pants on some sneakers and a shirt and a bonnet. Yes, mm -hmm. not quite bonnet chronicles, but I had it on because my hair was set for the night. Mm -hmm. I had my curls. My curls needed to be popping for when I put everything together. Yep. I didn't care mm. about <laughs> the day I had to run the, the errands. Mm. So I would tease her and tell her, and she would always check them, what did you go outside in today? And I'm just like, don't worry, girl. I, I When I put myself together, I'm put together. She's mm -hmm. like, but on a regular day, you never know who you run into. And I tease her and I laugh all the time. So this one day, I'm running into TJ Maxx. And I love TJ Maxx, guys. <laughs> I really do. And I, I, I don't even remember, but I do know mm -hmm. I was a hot mess. When I, <laughs> but you were so nice and you were like, you're yeah. so bad. I was like, girl, why are you lying? <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know what? If she feels bad, I'm not going to make her feel worse. <laughs> 
you know, and, and keep in mind, guys, we, we've only seen each other through oh, social Instagram. media. Yeah. And Facebook. And, right. And she had, and I'm going to rewind too. She had helped me with my first workshop for a suit. Oh, Thank yes. you again. Yes. She was so helpful with her, with her, with her help. Her um, Spark Incorporated. Yes. We, we took a girl, actually the one of the winners, mm-hmm. we took her shopping yep. for a professional business yes. suit. So I will forever be grateful because that was my first workshop. And so again, we we hadn't met. We would just talked through maybe social media here and there. And and mind you, I, had, I think I had KJ, my son at the time. He was in the stroller, was he? No, he wasn't there. It was just me. It was just you. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I was probably rushing home to him then. Okay. So yeah, so you know, she's on the other side of the rack. I'm like, I know your face. And you're like, you do. Trust me, you do. You do. <laughs> and, and we just we kept talking. And literally, we were in the pajama section too. Pajama because I had a pajama party that night. Yeah. And I posted the pictures, guys. It was mm-hmm. cute. We were we were trying I to decide, that. and then I, she wasn't there for pajamas, but somehow. But I bought. A, I think I bought two pajamas. You did buy two. I, did. I, I needed, like, Girl, I needed look at anyway. This one. You yeah. look so cute in this. I needed look. one anyway. <laughs> it worked out. So everything happened for a reason. But I looked a hot mess. It's okay. I looked a hot mess, it's and that's right. how we met. That's how we met. And but you know what? I don't mind it mm-hmm. because here's where I come from mm-hmm. with my personal story of sometimes going out mm-hmm. in a pajamas or a sweatpant right. or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Some may say there's no excuse for it, but here's not my excuse. Here's right. my reasoning behind it. Got it's it. all about personal growth and reinventing myself. Mm-hmm. I've spent many years mm-hmm. concerned, agonizing, mm-hmm. being anxious, suffering from the, 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 the concern about people's opinions of mm-hmm. who I am, mm-hmm. what I look like, mm-hmm. am I good enough mm-hmm. to the point of, Letting trichotillomania have its whole run on me. Mm-hmm. And I started to come to the point of saying, well, I'm not going to care. Or at least try my very best to no longer care right. about people's mm-hmm. physical perception mm-hmm. of me. And that's, you know, asking God continue to thicken my skin. Yes. Because people are going to talk about you, whether yeah. they like you, love you, or yeah, hate you. In life, and I need to be able mm-hmm. to not fall victim. Yeah. Or, or live as though that's what makes me when my identity right. is in Christ first off. Mm-hmm. So when I go out sometimes, it's I am purposefully throwing caution mm. to the wind and saying, if someone sees me and they have something to say, right. this is my authentic me. Right. I have no lip gloss on. Right. I have no nothing else. And if right. you want to look at me and say, I am not good enough mm. in my authentic self without something mm. man-made, then that's a problem you have. But I right. have to forcefully love me right. so that when I put on the man-made things that I do like, because yeah. I have sparkly lip gloss on now, right. like when I do put that on, mm. I'm not doing it in my mind right. to say, I need this mm-hmm. or else no one will like me. Got it. So mm-hmm. that is a reason why right. I do some of the things I do. And you can tell who's genuine with you. Because yeah. if, if now they've approached you and, and been in your presence in the sense that you're saying, yeah. then you know that you can... You can you can feel their vibe to feel how they how they're viewing you and how they're flowing. Is it genuine? Is it is it just a facade? Whatever it is. So you know, just just like like you said, you're running your errands. You know, I've done. I've run on my errands. Baseball hat, whatever, sweatpants. Yeah, and you were cute thinking. He was like, I look a mess. I was like, girl, bye. I don't know you did what not. I had on. I don't know you what I had, really. You were fine. I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, you know, I, it's just like even you, you run out and you, you come across a guy. I'd rather a man who's going to meet me for the first time see me at my worst running errands, maybe with a baseball and cap. And you think you're beautiful. And this be like, yo, <laughs> let me get your number. Like At that point, at you're that like, oh, you want my number? <laughs> <laughs> you know you feel good so and then when then when you do dress up they're like well damn don't you get don't you clean up nice you know right so you, they'll appreciate you even more mm-hmm. and then i'll appreciate them even more because they were willing and wanted to even get to know me in my authentic self without yeah, the makeup yeah, or without yeah. maybe the, the hair comb and just as my fro whatever you know so i i, I appreciate that yeah i i agree I and that. um with, when I'm not doing that, because mm-hmm. sometimes when I do it, it's mm-hmm. because I'm having a day right. of of self doubt. Because you go through these these emotions, but yeah, again, last night um, at the so at, last night I was mm-hmm. at a um, a a poetry tour, mm-hmm. and one of the shirts that were there talked about. Um, 
dealing with faith over how you feel. Mm. And so when I'm not having one of those particular days, right. and it's a day where I feel lazy and I want to go out anyhow, mm -hmm. that's when I think about my friend and say, she would beat me. Let me go back in here and put some proper clothes on. But it's good to have and that one person yes. sometimes. It, so I like, appreciate her. Yeah, it's good I to have both, her. but when you have that other person, it helps put things in perspective. Yeah, and I still will mess with her. Yeah. I will still send her when I look crazy. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun to me. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing that mm -hmm. I do, and, and I think that's important when you go through personal growth. Throughout this conversation, what I've noticed is that we have looked at things from experiencing them at mm -hmm. our worst, right. then reshaping our perspective, Definitely. going through times of clarity, mm -hmm. um, and when it comes to being single and mm -hmm. reinventing yourself. Right. I'm glad that you can get to that point. Right. I'm still trying to figure out what's happening because <laughs> I can help somebody else. Somebody else, like I can see for you really mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. For me, there is mud in my water. I don't know. But isn't that crazy? That <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like even like a psychi a psychiatrist, you know, they need a psychiatrist. They, they need their own psychiatrist. <laughs> and I think sometimes they have sometimes the most issues behind the scenes as they're trying to help you. You think it's, it's because you're too close to the problem? Kind of like if you took a book and you tried to read each word and you held it up right to your eye, you can't see anything. Everything is blurred. I think that could be the issue I agree. Yes. it's your life so you're in it you cannot can't see everything see. Uh -huh. someone on the outside can see the different areas where you can't see you don't even your little peripheral vision mm -hmm. it's not, not guys. but it's not it's not enough you need no. someone else mm -hmm. who can do that for you and right. help you and that's where accountability and, and right. good friends and as you said good support yeah that's what i got my mama yeah. and of course i got god right. and i asked god send me mm -hmm. a person in this time and he has done that right. throughout the years mm -hmm. different people and it's always the unexpected and when it's so unexpected it feels so good but yeah. first you got to learn about letting down your guard and then putting yeah. up a guard on your heart that same friend who doesn't want me to go out in the street crazy she always tells me crystal guard your heart yeah. guard your heart meanwhile mm -hmm. even though i've been guarded all through my life there are some times when i'm stupid and i just want to like bust open all the fences like hey and, <laughs> and she's just like guard your heart yeah. i'm don't I'm with be her. ridiculous yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, I agree with you. For someone else, I would have seen it. But for me, because yeah. at some point you feel this sense where you're you're just feeling like you're getting to the tinch end mm -hmm. of, of desperation. You're just like, okay, because I've been here real long. I don't really like this atmosphere anymore. Right. I'm tired. The scenery is boring. The show has finished. The credits are gone. What's next? This mm -hmm. is really, really boring. But then when the next show comes up, you got the remote and you're like, nah, I don't want that. I'm gonna click that. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, so like when you talk about someone seeing you at your 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 yeah. worst or what mm -hmm. have you, that used to happen to me whenever I went to the gym. I would be at the gym. When you go to the gym, you wear whatever. Because yeah, you you're just gonna yeah. my shirt had a hole in it. I got pants on. I didn't lotion because I'm gonna out. sweat. Exactly. As long as the pants didn't have holes, because that was a no. Yeah. We can't we cannot do no, that. That's that's a different so, area. You know, now. and then I come out of the gym fully uh, drenched, sweat, damp, dr mm -hmm. dripping, looking yep. crazy. Mm -hmm. Man after man is looking at me, talking to me, and I'm going. But yesterday, yeah. my Confusing, hair was right? popping. Confusing. My outfit was nice. But you know like, what that means, though, and I, and I and I realize this too. I think I think for men sometimes, remember they they have pride and they have ego. So when they're able to approach you when you're not in your glory, so to speak, it's easier for them because is that what's happening? I think they feel because. they feel yeah, they feel a little more at ease because if she lets me down, she don't look that good right now. <laughs> They feel a little more like, all right, it wasn't that. But, yeah, but, if, but if it's like, you know, someone like a Rihanna, she's looking great from head to toe, they're not, the chances of them approaching, it's not going to happen. It'll take a lot before they, they get the courage up to do that. So I think it's just it's just something in their head. It makes them feel a little more at ease. Like, so then like, if that's the it's, case. It's, it's them letting their guard down and not feeling like crap walking away. So in that, if that's the case, then... And reinventing myself, so that mm -hmm. should I still wear the sweatpants? Because clearly, I think you should wear the sweatpants. Because <laughs> clearly, I think that's you get more answers. Calls. You'll get more answers when you're in the sweatpants. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what's been happening.
woman. You'll get more answers and than I sweatpants. I don't understand. But now I Ask like these to, dark questions that they this, won't, they won't answer on the good day. <laughs> on the get those answers. I like to. Well, right now I've got a sparkly black mm-hmm. and gold dress just sitting here and just casual because you know this is my casual dress. But and sometimes I'm quirky that way. But right. I like to mm-hmm. heels. I love heels. Oh. Three, four inch. I'm, I'm oh in them. Gosh. I love my heels. Oh. I love lip gloss and lipstick. I can't mm-hmm. do all the full makeup. Yeah, and this is about the third much. episode that I'm saying this on. Mm-hmm. Guys, can't you not tell that this is a cry for help? Send me a personal makeup artist because I can't do all they do. They do. The but it doesn't contours. even take that much. But sometimes I want it. I and know, I can't, I, I don't know how to do it. And then yeah. I look like, you gotta practice, YouTube it. Boo the fool. I know. Look, I've watched YouTube. It's that, you, I don't have the, but you have the to flick practice. of the wrist is not here for oh, that. I get it. It'll take time, it'll take time. You'll get it, you'll get it. What year is this? Oh. <laughs> 2018? But I just buy the lipstick and the eyeshadow. Okay. I just keep it going. Okay, I, just, I can't, I can't wing take nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless it was a chicken wing or an airplane wing. I cannot. Wing a thing, and so, but these these mm-hmm. are the these are the things that at one point right. in my singleness, it just came to my mind of okay, so when I look a mess, I may get some attention. When I don't look a mess, I look fantastic. Is it me? Am I being a person who is throwing this person off, or but then? Then I realized, wait, why is this even a question? This is not even important. This should not even be your goal. The purpose you're single is for some other reason to one, I get time to focus on God more, which I have been slacking off on. Mm -hmm. And then two, to focus on my goals, to build up myself Mm -hmm. and not get lost in the thought of, I would really like to go out somewhere tonight and not by myself. Right. No, I to do it. Do. Especially when you have friends who are married and or have or babies. Everyone's booed up when everyone's... Well, you know yeah. what? And I love that song. I play that song all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I hug my pillow. I'm like, yeah, we booed up pillow because I'm sleepy. It's mm-hmm. happening. That's it's happening. Boo. That is my boo. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's things like that mm-hmm. to refocus and go, wait, you, you tripping right. off of the wrong But sometimes area. you have to learn to be comfortable by yourself too. And True. I think a lot of people don't understand that even when you get out of a relationship, don't be so quick to jump into one because you, you hate being alone. If you hate being alone, hang out with your girlfriends. That's, there was times where if I've ever broken up and not been in a relationship and I just, I was like, oh gosh, I'm so used to a routine. I would just mm-hmm. go out. I've told my I would go out, that. go out to the club, go to a lounge with my girlfriends. That way of staying busy kept me like, okay, before I try to jump into it, back into an ex or deal with something <laughs> I don't want to do with, you know, just just go out, keep active, keep yourself busy, focus on my business or whatever the case is, look for a new job, something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just think you have to learn how to be by yourself. And I'm comfortable True. by myself. But I think you have to be careful as we get older. I'm 40 years old now. And I think as you get older, Meanwhile, looking like 22. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Oh, thank you. You're so, oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. Um, it's moisturizer. It's what, see? Pons all, all day, every day. Pons all Morning day. Morning and night. No joke. People, pons. It works. I've been using this for years. Pons ad. Pons, pons, pons. But we have not been You don't need all this. those expensive Estee Lauder. Trust me, just pons. Aloe vera, if you have. It's at the grocery store, $1.99. Um, but uh, as I was saying. Um, you're but so Caribbean. I really am. I really am. Old school. It never fails. But you really need to be by yourself. Um, and, and like I said, you know, have good people around you, whether it be friends, family, and sometimes people come from a small family and mm-hmm. stick with mm-hmm. the, stick with the people who put a smile on your face. That's True. it. Friends. If it's a coworker that you're just like, that person always makes me laugh. There's a coworker I had. If I'm just having a dull day, like there's just the way she talks and sometimes the things that she says, like it just, it just brightens my day. Um, so it just lifts my spirit. So just stay around the people who give you that energy, that feeling, that, that feeling of, um, you know what, I'm, I'm going through something, but it could be worse. There's always someone or something that could be going through worse than you. And that's what kind of keeps mm. me grounded too. Um, I don't need to be in a relationship to be happy. I don't need to have a man to be happy. What I need to have is um, this stability in the sense of my mental health. Um, because once my mental health is okay, everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, having God, you know, because I, I do pray. I do pray for things. I prayed for my son. I got my son. <laughs> you know, so I just feel like 
prayer does work. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen because sometimes you're not ready. True. Just because it didn't happen. True. You, oh God is goodness. positioning you to have what you want when it's when it's the right time. And sometimes things happen, like I've had a miscarriage years ago. Oh, you know, just wasn't, maybe my body wasn't ready. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of women who go through things. Um, so I just feel if it's not happening now, don't force it. Whether it be even a friendship, if, if a friendship is just not where it was before, or if it's not, don't force it. Let things happen organically. Sometimes, again, sometimes things need to just start from scratch and start over, you know. True. You know, and again, that could even be a relationship. You can go back to an ex. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know. Really? I, 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 well, I guess when it's a, uh, when it didn't end badly. When it didn't end bad, good, right. But a I good think, person. But I do feel sometimes, you know, if it, even if it did end bad, um, I think it depends on their growth also. Because mm. if it if it ended bad, it, you know, see how, see how if, if, if they grow from anything. Because sometimes people just, they are who they are. I wrote, I always believe in this. You can't see an old dog in tricks sometimes. True. Sometimes, I don't want to say all the time, but I just think as you get older. Well, I'm guessing based on the bad that it was. Yeah, it like, depends on what kind of bad. There's a certain bad. Yeah, I'm the, and I'm, I'm the kind of person to wear. If it's a certain kind of bad, I'm like, oh no. Like we're not going back to abuse. You just no. you're not gonna go do mm -mm. that. You're not. You're not. You're not tainting the spirit. No. Like if he uh -uh. if it ended bad because he was just sitting home playing video games, maybe this he learned different. that employment he, he was works. Too, yeah. So <laughs> you know, and there's certain things that you can change. Like you know, I've seen couples where the person will say, "Oh my god, his sneakers or his haircut is so annoying." I can't, I can't see, I'm like the haircut or the sneaker. I, like some people are very shallow. There's, and I, it's, it's not me, but there's certain things that I'm just like, that can, that's you ridiculous. can fix that. That can, that's like, <laughs> that's something that, that's you me. know, you know, people develop and you can I think that person that. just didn't want to be there. I just think they just didn't want to be there. And I think they were just looking for an excuse. Just let that person go. Cause somebody else could be with and them. And that, that's somebody else's, you know, a plus and that's you okay. Understand? That's okay. And I just think there's somebody for everyone. There really is. Um, I just believe everybody deserves happiness joy love relationship health health you know um you are so hopeful and i love that about you thank you i love i mean because it's, it's great to meet mm -hmm. someone who is hopeful mm -hmm. myself i consider myself a optimistic person yes i think sometimes, you are too oh i thank you sometimes <laughs> People may think it's mm -hmm. unrealistic at times. And people I think it's phony when they it's, hear it. Exactly. And I'm like, no, this is where I've been for years. Exactly. Even when like, I didn't know me. It's ex when you didn't, been. I love that you say that. When you didn't know yeah. you. It's a journey. I always say it's a journey, a mm -hmm. growth process. It's always I a journey. I journey. My life is just beginning. Journey doesn't end until we're it's in the grave. Still, journey does not yeah. end. I'm still, I'm still, I feel like my life is just beginning. Because there's just things that I know, um... I've always been like this to some degree, though. I will not stand for. If I'm unhappy, I'm out. <laughs> Friendship, relationship, I'm out. If I'm not happy, I have no problems walking away. And it's a good about it. I've had people say, they're like, Val, oh, you're really strong. And I'm like, I don't know if it's strength. I just feel like I should not settle or if I'm not happy, if I don't feel content. And I don't want to say content because no one should just be just content. It, yeah, because yeah, that yeah. could turn into... Complacency. It, it, yeah, it's it's not it's not good sometimes. It could be professionally and personally. But I just feel like if I'm not happy and I'm just settling in the sense of I don't feel like I'm getting growth. Like a relationship, whether it be personal or professional, there should be some growth, you know. Both sides. It, it really should. You know, I should teach you something, you should help teach me something. I like I like when people can teach me something like, babe, no, no, no. You know what you should do? You should you should take your business and do this. I'm gonna help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and that's I think relationships too. That is so attractive to me. Uh, because I love that. Because it, Teach it me shows that me, you're like, in, invested. Right. You're vested in me. You're vested. You want to see me you're do interested. well. Yes. It's not just. It's just not. I like you because you're attractive. Any. I'm sorry, but anybody could be attractive. It's I true. need to know that you are vested in the sense of you really like what's in here and you actually enjoy She's pointing to her inner self. Guys. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. You can't see. Um, I just want someone to be vested in, in, in my ambitions and, and the spirit that I have and the joy that I, that I bring to mm -hmm. the table and, and, and really enjoy it and, and generally want to keep, keep it and help me maintain it, you know, and then that's it. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't. This whole conversation we've been talking, what I'm getting from that is the theme really is perspective mm -hmm. and being okay mm -hmm. with Failing. having to. 
failing. Because sometimes you feel like a failure. You know, you go through that quick moment when it's like, damn, I failed. And it's like, I think that's my biggest, I think that's my biggest fear, failing. Oh, yeah, failing is, yeah. It, I think it's everyone's, but, you know, um, but it's okay. It just makes you realize, like, you know what? Fell off that horse, jumped right back and on. And you just got to keep moving. That's so being it. okay with no, being okay when That's things it. aren't working out to walk away Things are always it. not going to work out. I hate to say it. Yeah. I don't want to be like Debbie Downer sometimes, but I just feel like there's always going to be a hump that's going to... No, I think that's optimistic you right realism. Off. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, like mm -hmm. I was saying, sometimes I look at things mm -hmm. and I see how they should be mm -hmm. if, if things were perfect. Right. And I like to imagine that. And mm -hmm. sometimes I speak from that angle. Right. And people say, well you're not being realistic or logical i said no i am i am living in the real world and i know how things should, should be right. because there are basics mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world there are basics right. to humanity mm -hmm. and if we could get to that but what right. you're doing is you're living mm -hmm. off of circumstance right and i'm trying to live off a of foundation mm -hmm. there's a difference Wow, There's deep. a difference that's there. Deep. Oh, oh, okay. That's deep. deep. <laughs> that's deep. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Ooh. So it, it, it's uh -huh. things like it's right. things like that, and that's all about the. That's all part of the process of reinventing yourself yeah. and coming coming back. Like the title of this episode, the mm -hmm. comeback right. is coming back from the things that brought you to where you are going right mm -hmm. now. Sometimes you fall. Like you said, failing, you fall. You may mm. hit rock bottom. And you have to fall. I think sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward. You do. And I think it happens often, unfortunately. Um, I think especially for us in our community, sometimes we fall a lot because I think we're the last to know. And that that's me touching on the professional side. Sometimes either we take a job because, yes, we have bills to, to pay, but I think sometimes we take a job out of just circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if we do take it, I think we have to learn that if we're going to take it, don't look at the title. Take it and see see how you can maneuver yourself within the company. You'd be surprised that custodian, like I, I remember, I, it was at WCBS eight eighty in my first job. The, the I think he was a CEO. I don't remember his title, but he was head honcho. Yeah. He started, I think, in the mailroom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember, remember his name, but he he'd been there for donkey years, and he started like you are so crazy when you said donkey. I know, years. I did right. <laughs> Sorry guys, the we said donkey yeah, too. but I was impressed by that. But it just it it just makes you realize, you know what? Um, you have to start somewhere. There's always a a, a place of you know there there is different levels. It's funny that you say that because mm -hmm. I am going to be a speaker at I want yeah yay. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my son. Like <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> these spirit fingers, I love that. Long time I haven't done that. Um, at the uh, Queens Library in Cambria Heights, New oh, York. Oh, that's cool. And um, this particular, this particular topic, they're going to be talking about. Um, it's behind closed doors. Okay. There's different traumas that happen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Some of the people that are there have gone through domestic violence. Other, they're going to talk about different areas. Yeah. But where I come in, mm -hmm. I'm coming in to show you regardless of what your circumstance yeah. has been or is currently right mm -hmm. now. So it's funny that you say what you just said, mm -hmm. because that's kind of how I'm going to tackle yeah, the topic nice. and help you to reframe your thinking mm -hmm. on where you are. Your mind does control a lot. It can keep it you a hostage so or it can set you free. Yeah. The Bible says there is life and death in the power of your mm. tongue. What comes off of your tongue first mm -hmm. starts in your mind. Yeah. So if you're thinking these things, your mouth is going to regurgitate those negative thoughts. It's, you can't you know, do that. Oh, girl, you just hit, you just hit a tummy. It's so funny because being a new mom and, and just my business, the Pop Networking HR Services. Um, LLC. LLC, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, relatively new, I might add. I'll touch on that later. Um, but... I, this was something I had notes written up from times, you know, months and months before I even had a child, and I don't, I didn't push my foot to the pedal as much. It was mm -hmm. just stuff, a lot of stuff I was doing on the back end. I'd have friends ask me for HR, you know, pointers or just circumstances in the workplace. Even just last night, I had someone message me, and she's a doctor, <laughs> and she's a doctor, and she messaged me, you know, about she's she's in a leadership role, overseeing a lot of people who are older than her. Mm. And just her trying to fix that that dynamics in in, yeah. in the workplace. It happens yeah. a lot. And she's a woman of color. Mm -hmm. And her the, the the one person that she touched on is a woman of color also. 
and she's having a little bit of an issue. So I gave her some pointers on how to handle that mm -hmm. and, and just how to make her feel like there's nothing to be questioned about your expertise and vice versa. Uh, but I say that to say, I've always had those questions in these type of workplace situations posed to me. Um, and the way that I've handled it does help people. And I think that's, uh, I'm objective, but because of my own experiences, it's yeah. not just talk. It's not just, you have, you have uh, yeah, the wealth I've had of my knowledge own. and experience. Yeah, um, I am, and I'm gonna say this as diplomatic as possible, I am a high yellow woman of color. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any <laughs> diplomatic way to say that. <laughs> and I've had it too in the workplace where someone who may look more obvious, you know, woman of color versus myself. And sometimes you feel like they try to either play you against each other. Mm -hmm. And I've always been the person where I'm just like, nah, we could do this together. We can, you know, let's not let it be them trying to battle, have us be battling each other. Because they will do that. Yeah. If anyone looks at you, if you were to straighten your hair, mm -hmm. right? And look at your eye color. Mm -hmm. And then you have your complexion. Mm -hmm. they're, they're going to say yeah. you are more than and right. then this person coming uh -huh. in is going to feel away especially if they're darker and, it. and it's just it like but why and they've tried to make me feel i, I hate to, and i hate to throw this or you out. make you feel less than yeah it's, it's happened i've had it where our women of color Girl, you're not black enough it, you know, <laughs> girls, it's just ridiculous <laughs> and then they hear my background they're like oh my bad you know, and I'm like, I shouldn't even have to go that deep and talk about where I'm from. I was born in Belize. I've been, my mother's been Jamaica. I went back and forth a lot. I shouldn't even have to touch on all those things. You should just have to know that if I say I'm black, I'm black. And done. And that's it. Done the show. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, but I've, I've, I've had it. You know, it's funny. You said, someone said to you that they said you're too nice. I remember a girl in college at St. John's. This was, I had just passed her. She said, she's like, I want to hate you, but I can't. <laughs> she's like, I want it. She's like, I want to hate you so bad. She's like, I can't. She's like, I said, hold on, hold on. What? Haitian woman, very, very attractive, tall, you know, um, she looked very model-esque. And I was just like, what do you mean you want to hate me like you're doing? She said, um, she's like, you know, she's like, you're so nice. She's like, I want to hate you, but I can't, but you're, you're such a sweetheart. And I'm, and I want and I've never forgotten that because it happens in our community where it's like, people look to hate you. It's like, why do you want to hate me? What have I done to you? Why is that the first goal? Why exactly? Why can't it like? Why can't it be? All right, get to know me before you. Okay, maybe you don't like my, the sound of my voice. Maybe my voice sounds like a little mouse. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know. But I've had it where, and it does happen. Sometimes we don't always connect with people, and then we're people. And, it's yeah, gonna and you're not always going to. But then the ones that maybe have maybe didn't connect, they're just like, damn, actually, you're really cool. Yo, you really, you really so, mm -hmm. really so. Now I'm like, duh. I'm like, duh. <laughs> I've been dope this whole time. I'm like, where are you? You're been? late. You know, I'm like, <laughs> jump on a bandwagon. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just saying. But I, it's just our community. We have a habit of we need to just come together more. Um, and I, I think just to close it out, the Power Network of Human Resources Services. Um, that's my way to help do that, bridge that gap, help our community on the back end prepare for prepare for the job market. Um, interviews, helping businesses, small businesses, if they need HR support. Um, but again, you know, if anyone knows me personally, you know, my intentions are good. Yes, it is my business at LLC now. Um, a girl does want to make, make that paint there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, I do want to use it to bridge that gap where we fall short. I'm so glad you were able to be free to have me come to you. Thank you To so do much. this for, um, for my listeners. And I hope you guys are really taking advantage of the advice that she's been giving here, her experiences and some of her personal life, getting all up in the girl's business. You can't tell me <laughs> you're going to take all the girl's business and not learn anything from it. So I hope you did go ahead and share this episode. I'm going to put all her information on the podcast page on crystalsess.com. You can go ahead and click on the links and follow her on Instagram as always, please do not get crazy in her DMs. She's not going to accept you sliding in with some craziness, okay? <laughs> please don't do it. I welcome messages, but... <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to ask any questions if you'd like, of course. Yeah, questions... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, thank you, thank Melicia. You. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And you guys, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. Okay? Love you. Smooches.